Hi everyone, my name is Nigel and I'm part of the family here at Winchester Vineyard Church. If you have a Carols at Home bag, there are some heart sweets and now would be a great time to enjoy those while we have a little break from the Carols. If you don't have one of those bags, perhaps you've got a sweet or some chocolate with you that you can enjoy just for a few moments while I share some thoughts about Christmas with us. I guess most people can remember some kind of nativity play from their school years. I go back about 45 years to the infants and I'm pretty sure I was played a king in our school nativity. And I can certainly remember my daughter Becky, who's 21 now, but I remember her being really excited to play Mary in the, the playgroup nativity. Um, I even have some home video of her, which I'm sure I'll embarrass her with on her wedding day or something. The movie Love Actually has become a Christmas favourite for many. And there's a short scene which I just want to show you here, which kind of sums up the excitement that some people feel about being picked for a part in the school Christmas play. We've been given our parts in the nativity play. <gasps> and I'm the lobster. The lobster? Yeah. In the nativity play? Yeah, first lobster. There was more than one lobster present at the birth of Jesus. Duh. I love that clip. It makes me laugh. It's fun, isn't it? I don't remember the lobster in the Bible account, but hey, whatever. Now, as I said in the Keep Calm and Carol On film, what's great about this story is that no matter how basic the storytelling is in any nativity play, we can still identify the characters. We can fill in the blanks and we can imagine how they might have been feeling because the truth is this was an event that involved real people. You've got Mary, she was a faithful Jewish girl, devoted to her culture, to her family and to her God. But Mary was prepared to take a big step of faith and risk her reputation for a larger purpose. She accepted the challenge of carrying and giving birth to the Son of God, despite what it was going to cost her. I wonder how many of us, even this year, have had to take big risks and make huge choices to trust despite not being able to necessarily see just how things are going to pan out. And I think it was probably similar for Joseph. I imagine him feeling bewildered with the scenario in front of him. I mean, he's engaged to be married to Mary and yet she's become pregnant. She swears that there's no one else involved and she insists that this is a God thing. Joseph's not so sure. He was an honourable man. In law, he could have divorced her very publicly. But he did plan to do it quietly, it says, to try and look after her reputation. Until he too had a visit from an angel and realised that he was being drawn into a bigger adventure. Could he, Joseph, be the stepfather to the Son of God? Could he love and raise a child that wasn't strictly his own? Knowing there would always be questions of some kind about the boy's parentage. Maybe this feels like the kind of challenge some of us have had to face in our lives. And for Joseph too, a huge step of faith was required. If I could go back and talk to Mary and Joseph in those few months before Jesus was born, I guess I'd want to reassure them and tell them it was all going to be okay, how things were going to work out, how God had a plan. But in those moments, they couldn't see the future. They had to make a choice to trust that God had got their back. I've had times in my life when I couldn't see the future, when I just couldn't figure out what was going to happen next, what I needed to do, how to solve the problems that were right in front of me. It can feel really overwhelming when something like job security or illness, family stuff, relationships and mental health are kind of front and centre. The truth is, whenever I found myself in a situation like that, I've had to make a difficult choice, a choice to let go and choose to trust God just like Mary and Joseph had to. 
And that's not easy because it means giving up control. It means admitting that I can't do this on my own and that I'm going to need some help. But honestly, when I have from time to time faced those kinds of really tricky scenarios and I've chosen to let go and trust, I have found that the sense of peace and closeness that I experience from God far outweighs any feelings of stress or anxiety. It's not that God swoops in and magically replaces all my problems. They're mostly still there, but it is that I can feel him with me, like my mum or my dad putting an arm around my shoulder and saying, hey, don't worry, son, we're in this together. It means I'm not on my own. It means I can face whatever's coming with a different perspective. What about the other characters? What about the shepherds? These were a real rough and ready bunch of people. Now, the gospel accounts of the life of Jesus were initially written for a Jewish audience. And when that audience realised that the supposed Messiah's first visitors were common shepherds, they would have fallen about laughing. Shepherds were the lowest of the low, poorly paid, uneducated, excluded from much of society, the butt of everyone's jokes. The sheep they guarded were culturally unclean and therefore so were they permanently. They're trapped in between needing the work, but being dismissed as religious and social outcasts. I just love that God puts them at the front of the line. It reminds me of something Jesus said as a grown up, the last shall be first. He valued those whose society ignored, and he still does. Jesus was ready to challenge social norms and cultural expectations, and he still is. And then lastly, what about the Magi? While they clearly weren't poor, They were definitely outsiders, strangers in the land of Jesus' birth, but drawn in by God all the same. They were educated and inquisitive. They had spent a long time studying the universe and reading the scriptures, which had led them to the conclusion that God was doing something in Bethlehem that they needed to be part of. Despite being aliens in a strange land, they were invited and welcomed to witness the new king and to bring their worship. And their contribution, like the shepherds, went down in history for the whole of time. And there's an important message for all of us there. God is not just interested in the nice people. He's not just there for those who have money or power or choices or manners. Or for those who fit in, those who look the part, those who do the right thing. God is not interested in the in crowd or the wealthy or the popular or the talented. As the nativity shows, God is actively looking out for those who didn't make the grade, those who have been excluded, those who aren't thought of very highly, those who are in need of help, comfort or peace, those who are stressed out, anxious or desperate. Maybe you feel a bit like that in Christmas 2020. I wouldn't blame you. It's been a year like no other. But I want to encourage us that even in the midst of a global pandemic of potential economic problems and everything else that COVID has brought us, I honestly believe that there is hope that goes beyond this world and all of the things we are currently facing. And Christmas is all about that hope. Hope in Jesus. Hope in the one who brings light and life into every situation. And so if you are in need of that hope today, then I just invite you to very simply pray with me now. It doesn't need to be complicated or fancy or wordy, just honest and real. So I'm going to say some words slowly and gently. And if they resonate with you at all, just agree with me in your heart 
and say amen at the end. Let's pray. Jesus, you came at the first Christmas to real people with real lives and real challenges. And here we are at Christmas 2020 with our very own real life challenges. And Jesus, I'm asking you to come to me here and now. Jesus, I recognise that I can't do this on my own anymore and that I need your help. Please send your Holy Spirit to come and help me to live my life with you. And please fill me with your peace today. As I reflect on the Christmas story, may I know the closeness of your love with me now, this week and for the rest of my life. Amen. We're going to sing O Little Town of Bethlehem together. And when it gets to that last verse, this is your invitation to sing the words as a prayer between you and God. Thanks for listening to my talk today. Holy child, 
us we pray Cast out our sin and enter in Be born in us today We hear the Christmas angels The great glad tidings tell Abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel.